Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Christopher Terrence Jones. Welcome to another episode of the Fellow's Point of View podcast. We are here. We are live. We are ready to help you celebrate Friday. It is Friday. Happy Friday, all. Happy Friday. So you know what to do right now. Share the damn podcast. Don't keep it to yourself. Share, share, share a like because all of the fellas are in the house tonight and we even have a special guest. And so you want to make sure that you share and tell all your friends because your favorites are here. We know you love the fellas. We know you do. So make sure you wash your damn hands too. Stay in the house, social distance, do all that stuff so we can come out by uh, January of 2021. We would like to come out. Don't y'all want to see us in person live and in living color? Yeah, that's it. So, Lamont is in the building on today. Good evening, everyone. Oh, he's giving us James Hall tea. Worship, James Hall worship and praise all the way from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Vibrato. Vibrato. <laughs> yeah, give it all, give it all. Now, he ditched us last week, and I don't know why he ditched us last week. Yeah, that week. mother, oh, never mind. He was playing or whatever. He was probably cupcaking with his husband that he didn't have time for us. But Darren is back in the building. No, I have changed my name. It is not Darren anymore. I've been watching a show on um, this Amazon. It's called Hannah. And so last week I was studying the school of Hannah. And now I know how to be a secret white woman spy. Thank you very much. Well, Hannah is in the building, y'all. Hannah. Welcome back, old friend. Woo, we missed you. And thank you. All over in this corner, his eyes popped up when he heard about our our guest when she rolled off her degrees. His eyes almost popped out his head. Fernando is here, baby. So let's rewind that because we didn't hear nothing you said. Yeah, yeah, take that. Okay, go. What did I say? There you are. There you are. Oh, there it is. We didn't hear you said. Sorry, I, I, like, I had I the mic, microphone somewhere else. Um, <laughs> not there, but anyway, <laughs> I am glad to be here. We have really good topics tonight, so I'm hoping you guys tune in and make sure. Share, 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 share like your best friend. Share like your 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 your, your, favorite, your favorite secret. Share uh, share like your cutest outfit. And you know he gave a sexy thug tea last week. He gave a sexy thug, baby, sexy thug. Armand is here, fellas. Y'all stay out of his inbox. I don't want to have to cut you. Hey, what's cracking, listeners? Get that head, get that bread, then leave. Come on, Brandon, leave. Hey, what? Get in the hell? Get that bread, get that head. That is the hood anthem of the, the bop. So uh, next week, we're going to, this wonderful yeah. song that is in their head, y'all, we are going to talk about it on next week. 
something believe so we have a guest on this e this friday with us we have a guest here and i'm so honored i'm so just amazed that i get to call this guest my sister my sister hey sis she is in the building with us because our our topics today are dealing with mental health issues because y'all know there's a lot going on so i called my sister who is degreed up baby degreed up and she can talk about this with the fellas because she's degreed up and sometimes you need a lady's point of view just a little bit in even though y'all know the fellas we can give y'all a whole bunch but every now and then you need a lady to come on in so fellas point of view listener Say hello to my amazing little sister, the one and only, the incomparable Andra, Andra Schaefer's. Yes, yes, yes. And then she mutes us. This is- <laughs> <laughs> That's on mute. She said these words are not free. These words are not free. Hello, hello. Do I have to sing too? I don't have thug tears. I don't have trap anthems. I just come and try and be authentic for it. Yeah. So I'm glad to be here. <laughs> well, great, I mean, you're, you're here with the purpose. We're all, we're all nutty and loopy, so therefore, we thank you. We thank yeah. you. And, 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 <laughs> none of us have no sense. None. 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 No comp, none of it. None of it. We don't have the sense God gave a flea. Sans, sans boca chica. See. Yes, and I don't know if it helps. And I don't know if it helps your um, listeners, parents or not, but those degrees, I am a real therapist, I promise. I'm an LCSW here in San Francisco Bay Area. I have a private practice. I have a BA in psychology from Spelman. I'm a proud Spelman woman. And a master's in social work from the Brown School of Social Work in St. Louis. Um, I'm also a certified sex educator and a certified... EMDR therapist. So I'm here to talk about trauma, mood disorders, all that stuff. And maybe just in time, uh, I don't know if you all know, but it is Black Mental Health Month. Oh, So we want yes. to spread awareness, take away That's stigma. Didn't Absolutely. know that. Yeah, it, like yeah, that. It's, it's, yeah, it's real. And... Fernando, your mic is giving me issues this evening. <laughs> Look, and she and she goes to research EMDR. Oh, hold on. How's it? I don't know how. What's is it sounding better now? That's better. Okay. It was giving. Yeah, you're, you're fine now, but um, it was giving echo. Going too. in and out and scratchy and all that. So oh, I hate that. I don't want to be itchy and scratchy tonight. Right. It is not a show. <laughs> <laughs> Come through, Lamont. Come through with the Simpsons on us. You better. <laughs> not itchy, scratchy. That is not the tea. <laughs> Nobody trying to do that. So we hope that everybody has been having a wonderful week. Hope you guys are doing great. Thank you guys, as always, for interacting on our amazing Instagram page. Our numbers are doing well. I appreciate you. Just make sure y'all follow the Instagram page. Don't just click like, subscribe, and follow. As well, take your little happy tales on over there to Apple Podcasts. And give us a five, give us a five, give us a five. Like, comment, share. Y'all know the routine. Mm-hmm. Y'all know the routine. It's the same all the time. So let's jump on into honorable mentions. Um, oh, let me say it again. 
our, 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 our it's a, we're doing a special mental health issue because y'all know what's going on in the news. So we're going to get into that, but y'all know we're going to talk about mental health. So that's why we brought my good old sister in to come help us on this one. But let's talk about honorable mentions right now. Mm-hmm. Last week, right after we did the last show, we lost a, a icon. And I just don't think that justice has been done for all of the many years that he was a part of the civil rights movement and all the fighting that he did. It seems like, but I guess with COVID, we just have to overlook it. But John Lewis passed away. And for those of you little youngsters that don't know who John Lewis is, when you watch that good old movie Selma that Ava DuVernay, I always say her name wrong, y'all know. Glory. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> that Ava produced about the march on the bridge. That was Congressman John Lewis. And he has been in the fight since he was a teenager, fighting for civil rights, fighting for racial equality, fighting for voter rights, fighting for everything that's right for people in this world so that we all can live harmonious together. And we lost him. And I hate, it's just so sad that in this time we lose such an icon and somebody else has to pick up the mantle. So y'all at home, pick up the mantle. Fellas, what y'all think? I don't know. We lost a real one, cuz. We lost a real one. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Definitely. And, and, um, and, you know, BET did a special segment just like it was like maybe about a half an hour or so or what have you. But it's like you said, it's, it's horrible when we lose someone now of his stature and we can't really properly celebrate their life the way it should be celebrated. But um, definitely a true, genuine guy. <laughs> I think there is something to, to seeing someone live into their, their 80s who was part of the civil rights movement though, because so many of our heroes from that uh, era, of course, were martyrs. Um, and uh, what he did in carrying forward beyond protests to showing how we rectified change on a, on a national stage as a congressman, I think that's important to see that it's, that we that being in this fight now all over again with Black Lives Matters doesn't always end with more trauma and death. Uh, what he called good trouble. I'm going to take mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's me. right. Good trouble. Good trouble. Get into good trouble. Good trouble. I, you know, I, 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 as I, as I'm like make some good trouble. Absolutely, absolutely. Because he was he 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 was one of those uh, those men who knew. What, what what that word meant? What that phrase uh, that phrase meant? And like you know, like I, I Omar and I were talking uh, over the over the weekend. I was like, that's who I see as a true hero. Mm-hmm. Was someone can put uh, put uh, put um, others uh, uh, beyond himself to uh, really actually live by the word public service, where he understood what that meant. And what it mean and, uh, and what it means to be in the service of the public, because it's the public is not just mm-hmm. one none one race; it's races, 
Um, and so he understood that. And even when they bashed his head and he still stood up and was better than mm-hmm. it all and still stood better than all of it yeah. and was better for all of it. And so it was, it, it, so he was like, I, I'm still like, like, as I told you guys, I, t- I told you guys, I'm doing my, uh, my, like my history to ancestry.com and whatnot. And I told you guys, about, I'm uh, offline about my, my cousin um, th- that was, uh, that was also part a part a part of that movement and knew uh, and worked with Doctor uh, Dr. King uh, and was sharing sharing photographs with me of uh, you know of, of it and so I'm uh, I'm as you know, as uh, we're you know we're you know grieving uh, uh, this great man's death I'm I'm very curious to know about with my my own family members experienced of him firsthand so you know I'm I'm giving them their time to actually process that because they're actually had a direct connection to him versus you know and so i'm uh, but i am curious to you know to talk with them uh, you know on a later date uh you know about more about you know the life that he lived that maybe people didn't get to see in public yeah i like that seeing john and congressman lewis just as a, a legacy as he is in in part of our legacy of being black um, but also being queer. I know a couple of weeks ago when the Supreme Court came down with a shocking decision amongst all of our depression, we saw a decision come out that was actually beneficial towards queer people across this entire nation when it comes to non-discrimination laws. And John Lewis was out there at the forefront um, commending um, this particular law, this particular ruling, and calling it out by name for transgender people and specifically black transgender women. And for me, seeing, seeing him as a heterosexual Black male get out there and stand um, the strongest that I've ever seen any Black male stand with our community has just been incredibly inspiring. And I don't want to let that die. I think he was all about, you know, like we said, getting into good trouble. We all have to figure out how, how we get into some of that good trouble as well. As listeners, as people who are discussing this important topic on this show, but more importantly, as humans who are in this work together. And since we have that legacy, how can we then push it and move it forward in our own lives? Um, And that's something that I have to explore daily and keep asking myself, you know, kind of would big brother, father, uncle, Congressman John Lewis be proud of the who I am and what I'm pushing forward for our next generations? So true. Yeah. To me, he was he's the he's the epitome of fight the good fight. I mean, that man that man gave his body, you know, uh something, you know, the Twitter the Twittervists could, you know, could only aspire to be and really should aspire to do more activism in the way that John Lewis is it. Um I mean it's a tough loss. I mean, because we we have probably the biggest fight <laughs> of of our recent memories to to have in November, and we need all the, you know, we need all the freedom riders we can get, mm. you know, yeah, that's and, true. and to and to lose to to lose a real one like that, somebody mm-hmm. that over and over put the body on the line, like went, you know, seen the inside of a jail cell and the it in. In the defense and, and and ask for for equality and freedom. I mean, that's a tough loss. I when I when I heard that day, I felt like I felt like we've heard so many people recently talk about 
oh, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I couldn't understand your perspective until now. And, and, you know, all this stuff. And it made me wonder if those same people were hurt, like we were hurt when we heard that news. Because you should be. If you if you are seeing if you if you really have have started some growth since these last you know several weeks, and you're you're really on the you know the social justice and empowerment move, you you you, sh- you, you should feel a little lost a little you should feel a little light after um, uh, after John's passing. You really should. You you really should. But anyway, we lost a real one. That's one of Atlanta's own. You know, my heart goes out. And if you don't know, please read your history. Learn about this legend. There is so much about Google it. Yeah. I'll Google everything else. Exactly. That's why I said Google it. You Google yeah. everything else. Ask Alexa. That bitch know. You should not. <laughs> <laughs> don't you call Alexa a bitch. Everybody, somebody needs her these days. <laughs> you know, and you know what the funny part is that she's listening right now as I'm having this conversation. Yeah, she is, because mine means. just lit up. Shit, what uh-huh. are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> and, and look, she ain't the only one out there because Siri will answer your questions too. Yeah. Oh yeah, in Google, but uh, uh, in Google, Alexa got attitude. She do. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you heard. I heard. You heard a long. You can't just talk uh, to Alexa anyway. <laughs> you cannot just talk to Alexa any kind of way. You cannot. Nope. <laughs> Prayer. Our prayers go out to the family, to his friends, his colleagues those who served with him in the Senate, those who fought with him that are still around, those, the lives of the, he's inspired. I was, it was, I want to say, I can't remember who it was, but they were telling the story about how they brought him to one of the classes and the students just wanted to meet him and they were in utter awe of meeting him. And it should be, it like, should be. It should yeah. be like that for everybody. Mm-hmm. It should be like yeah. You should, you should, you should, you should run, you should run a comic book of, of John Lewis. You should put a cape around him. You should, it, that man really put body into the movement. Yeah. Was, was willing to take, to take that hateful hit. He was willing. And mm-hmm. shook, shook the hand of the man who, spat, who, who, who bashed his head. Yes. How many people can do that? That's what, that's I, what like, I that's can't. the hero's movie. Yeah, and he was the first. And in the movie, I think they gave it to Martin Luther King Jr. that he knelt down on the bridge first and prayed. Like right. that was the graciousness. But I'm pretty sure it was John Lewis. Mm. Yes. In real life, I remember um, Ava talking some about like the civil liberties that they took in that movie. And just how powerful that was, like in his youth, in his wisdom, in his service, uh, that like, and in that moment of like spiritual calmness, uh, that's that's something I always think about with John Lewis. Yeah, amazing, and he will he will never be forgotten, never ever be forgotten. Our other thing, and honorable mentions. Oh, oh. Oh, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. We would, we would be really remiss if we didn't mention C.T. Vivian as well. Uh, he passed uh, relatively in the same time period, if not the same day. So um, another freedom writer, 
Um, yet again, another real one. Um, your your heart should you should feel a little lighter today because I want to say well, he passed the I think he passed the day after or the day before. Mm. I don't think they were the same day, um, but the Reverend CT. Yes, we want to make sure yeah. that. Um, I can't remember the exact date. I just yeah, just 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 hit up your girl Google. She got you. These are things that you need to know. If you if you don't know these things and these people, you are and you're in this country and you're in the United States, you are doing yourself a disservice. That's all I'll say. And it's weird how this this year we've been losing a lot of luminaries, a lot of people, mm. a lot of folks that were in civil rights struggle that have been in the industry for decades, that singers for years. It it's it's really interesting. And I think it's more so evitable because uh, for a while, you know, I'm talking about some of our actors that were in the 70s and 80s that we haven't seen in a while. And then all of a sudden we hear about them passing it. I'm like, wow, okay. And then, you know, and another thing is like um, when Kobe Bryant passed, it was like a lot of people didn't realize some of the humanitarian mm -hmm. work he did off the court. <laughs> that, that kind of blew a lot of people's mind. Like he was working for this, he worked for the homeless, he was working for, you know, uh, imprisonment and, and, and uh, freedom of, of people that have been in, in wrongly. And I'm, I'm like, it's like, you just think he, he's just a basketball player and he's retired and living with his millions, but now he's actually doing something with his money and his wife is continuing on his legacy. So, so um, yeah. What a year. Month what seven, a year, man. Almost eight. <laughs> damn, uh, 2020 is running a clinic on us. 2020 is out here like undefeated. Like they, 2020 is not getting off the court. It's <laughs> not leaving us alone. It's not letting up the pressure. Snatching nope. purses. Yes, <laughs> snatching purses, wigs, egos, <laughs> money. It's snatching. Everything. We all took the wig. <laughs> yes, yes. Just disrespectful 2020. <laughs> yes, she's very disrespectful to 2020. She is that. She, she is. She's, she got time for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we also want to add into honorable mentions as well. The Wayans family lost their matriarch. So Marlon Wayans announced that his mother passed away on his birthday on July. He announced it today, so I, I'm not sure when she passed, but um, but duh, I guess I would say on his birthday. Duh. Special Ed. Hallelujah. We're gonna get that together. <laughs> we won't we won't hold it against you, bro. Yellow school bus. Semantic school bus. So um, and if you got I know I shouldn't have to tell y'all about who the Wayans are. They have paved the way in the entertainment industry with so many amazing films. And all I have to say, besides in living color, is oh, white. Yeah. 
That's all oh, I got to yeah. say. It's white chicks. Oh, have you ever seen their show that was like, we're brothers, we have we're happy, and we're, we're singing, and we're, we're colored. Give them a high five. I'm Antoine Wehmerother, and I'm Blaine Edwards. Yes, men on film. Men on film. It's the formation. The yeah. formation. Yes, baby. And Jim uh, Carrey's crazy here. Living color. Living color. Film's major pain. Major pain. Major pain is awesome. Yes. We quoted that on the schoolyard all the time. Some amazing projects, and the sixth man. If you don't. Oh, yeah. There. Come on, come on. She birthed 10 children. There are 10 Wayans. Whoa, Marla Wayans got Mama 10 did kids? Her work. Didn't she, did did she do her work? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had, uh, they had a litter. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> What is it when humans have multiple? It's a litter. A litter. I had a litter. That woman, I commend that woman. That is hard work. Physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, what the, that just blows my mind. Like when I hear women who've had like birth and raised so many children, it's like, like that is a lot. That is like, I'm thinking about one and I'm like, whoo. I guess my grandmother would blow you away. She, they had 12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my, my great grandmother had 14. <laughs> These folks out here having pre-cable family. Wait, y'all saying, Y'all saying grandmothers, um, my aunt, my grandmother, aunt had 14. Ooh. So, my that, grandmother, aunt. That was, that, that was her hobby. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara, what do you do for a living? Oh, I just had babies. Well, I just, I push, I just push them out. Oh, God, God. What? <laughs> I just push them out. Like, like I, because I... Because I then for sure didn't want to push him out, so I just I put the children on. You know, I told him to just put a zipper on it. That's what I told right. him. Right. If you already just unzip it and take one. Quadra, this is that's terrible. I'm sorry. That was an awful joke. Um <laughs> Well, you know, you know what? I'm pretty sure those conversations have happened. <laughs> so it's like you know, you know, we joke, like I like we I, know I, how like, she got them. Right, and I'm like, if you have you seen, you know, elderly porn, porno? It's those conversations. Are I have right. not seen elderly porno. I don't. I, I have don't. not. Bless the Lord. No, ma'am. <laughs> Why no, in the no, hell sir. would you want to watch? <laughs> ah, yeah. Hilo I mean, it ain't it ain't what I searched for. You know, now if it happens to be an old daddy in it, then what can I? Do, you know. But I, like, I, mean, I guess I could skip y'all it. Know, y'all know me. I have affinity <laughs> for you know human behavior and. You know, and, well, I ain't gonna let y'all kill this moment. I'm gonna kill y'all. So, oh, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, shut up. Right, oh, condolences y'all, to the Wayne family. Oh, we were, look, we were trying to get to the sex part part of it. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. I, that was my oh, that was my um softball. I'm sorry. We gonna talk about what Elvira Winans did in her late ages. Please take oh, it back, please. Did you did you call her Winans? Did you make her a wine? No, wines. Because <laughs> the first one like wines. You're welcome. 
you done made it. She's a, she's not a part I of the made, gospel. I done took it from TV and film to music. I'm sorry, mama. music. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always feel weird about older people having sex, but as most people, they are doing it. And also we want to be doing it at their age. Like you ask the average person, when do you want to give up on sex? I want to be having sex. You know what? I'm right I'm writing down a question right now, Quandra, for that one right there. Because I have a question that I've always wondered. Thank you. Go ahead. Keep going with this. I heard that when you get older, I heard when you get older, you get you get you get a couple more inches when you get older. That's what I heard. We gonna let this woman rest in peace. Cause of gravity. We gonna move on. <laughs> Y'all done took this. This woman, we we are we celebrating this woman. We ain't talking about no sexual escapades. Is that true, Doctor? Yes, doctor, is that true? We are not talking about that. I'm shutting down. Thank you all for telling me. Uh, now, share, share, share this podcast. Oh my God! Y'all are not gonna I'm let that with this woman. So let's jump on over into hot topics. Um, hot topics. Hot topics. Another legend who's celebrating eighty years old. He just had a birthday, Lamont, and he's in your neck of the woods. He's all. He's your good, 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 good Judy, the one and only Alex Trebek. Yes, he's mm-hmm. Jeopardy himself. Yes. What is a daddy? What is a daddy? Uh, I blanch in the form of a question. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what is hooking up with Alex Trebek? Mm. So, it out. Alex Trebek is fine. Past. He is so, so smooth. He just, just looked like a walk-in like, drawing room, don't he? Like, he looked like that. He would just like, like do you in in a very loving way. Objectifying Alex on his 80th birthday. I know. You know what? That's crazy, I mean, baby. If you, can still, if you can still get catcalled by on, at 80, shit, you're doing something right. I would just like to say that Mr. Trebek has a wonderful plastic surgery. Oh. He's a silver fox. He didn't get that way by That's all I'm going to say. He's been in front of the camera for decades, and he makes sure that he is on point. Baby, and no. I am not mad at. That. I can't believe eighty though, bro. Eighty, and it looks good on him. Daddy is eighty. How about that? We hope so, we like, hope to look that good when we get eighty. Uh, he been answering questions with a question for <laughs> years. eighty, not eighty years, but what for? Like how long you been doing Jeopardy? Probably like thirty something years. <laughs> do he do anything else? He don't yeah. wrote a book. Yeah. What else he do? He went on other people's TV shows. Several books. Oh, he's, okay. he's hosted other shows other than Jeopardy. Yeah. What other shows does he host? That's the music as we're going. Remix. Get that head, get that bread, then leave. Leave. Then leave. Yep. That's how you do that, Jeopardy. Get that head, get that bread, then leave. 
<laughs> right now, if you have time tomorrow, um, or if you've, I don't know, recorded Jeopardy, because we watch Jeopardy all the time in, in my family, um, but they've got episodes from the 80s on right now. Best oh, really? thing ever. Best thing ever. Go watch Jeopardy right now and see Alex back in the 80s, because if you thought oh, he had the daddy was, effect, uh, today, you got to see it. Bush. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you you yeah. know he was sporting all natural back then. So all, before that, all, he did. All, all that bush was natural. All that taint was natural. He just did not do Jeopardy. Right. He did he high did. roller. He did he double did dare. He, he did, did do double dare. Wait, when did he do double dare? I must have missed that. I don't remember him. Uh, to tell the truth. The one hundred and twenty-eight dollar question, one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollar. Yeah, they are literally. That's the concentration. He did. He did a couple shows. <laughs> oh, I missed. It literally. I, I, I remember him. They in went day. and got the receipts yes. for Alec. Damn. Clearly, 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 a black gay loves Alex. So yeah. let's not forget that he also did the national spelling bee for several years. Him and Akila are tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Spice it up. I mean, I mean, doctor, I mean, like, they be needing spice at that age, too, right? True. Help us. You can lube up anything. Wait a minute. If you say one more word, I'm going, Lord, help us. It's true. Did you turn into Fernando since you've been hanging out at his house? Fernando, no, you've been drinking I, a juice. You've been I just had some of what Fernando left over here. You've um, been drinking the juice. Something going on. <laughs> I'm understanding here. Oh my you see, god! You see, I, you see what I do do to people? You are a bad influence, sir. Do see? Because you done turned him out. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I do. I do what I do. I I don't have this. You know, I don't have a degree in it. I just, you know, I, I was just, I was. Just, <laughs> I'm just a real life hoe that, and you know, and just have real life education on it. Like you know, every man that I've been in on. <laughs> Fernando says I have an orbit. Yes, the streets of hard knocks. Pretty much, the life of a fucking escort. What a world! <laughs> mm -hmm. Get that head, get that bread. But also helps to his uh, wonderful income. He managed a 700-acre ranch in Paso Robles, okay. or near Paso Robles in Creston, California, known as Creston Farms, where he bred and trained thoroughbred racehorses. I did know that. All right, equestrian daddy. Yeah. Oh, his, where your riding boots at? His, coin, his coins run long. They run long. And so that's why he, had, he looks so good for 80. That's why he looks so good. We do wish him well, though. He, you know, he, he's, that, fighting, that he's fighting the BC. We do wish him well. And he is battling cancer right now. So our prayers yes, are he is. Yes, yeah, we wish him, him. Wish, him, wish him well, definitely. He's been married to his wife for over 30 years, actually. Yeah. 
Yes. Wow. And I want, I can't remember, there was a story. And it was cute. There was this one Jeopardy episode. Uh, uh. Oh, I was just going to say, did you see the Jeopardy episode where uh, one of the guests, he was going to lose. So he wrote in the wrong answer, which was like, we're, we're rooting for you, Alex, or something. Oh, like yeah. That. So like, yeah. Weird yeah. Up. I oh. saw that. Oh, I didn't see that one. Sorry, I don't. I, I'm not a brainiac enough to watch Jeopardy on a regular. It, it was really good. Like I watched that one. I was like, "Oh no!" I like. I lost it. I lost it. That's you brainiacs that can watch that. What is and blah 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 blah. What I love that show. Are you kidding me? That <laughs> that and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, I they come on back to back, bro. Yeah, they come on back to back. You know, mother used to watch Wheel of Fortune all the time. Like, we got down in that stuff. We loved it. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say that there was, a, it was some years ago that he came here to San Francisco and somebody broke into his hotel room. I can't remember the Oh. And he fought off the woman because she tried to break into their hotel room at the Marriott. I just can't remember the details of that. That's where the Google. Oh, you thirsty hooker. <laughs> she tried to get in. And, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Look, she she had to get that head, get that bread. bread. Then leave. But she, yeah, she left all right. She was escorted out. <laughs> exactly by security. <laughs> security. <laughs> she, she left. Security. <laughs> yes. See, I knew I remembered it. So it was in 2011. He was here visiting San Francisco to host the National Geographic World Championship at Google headquarters Ooh. when the, burgl burgl the burglary occurred. In the wee hours of Wednesday morning, 56-year-old Lucinda Moyers mm -hmm. broke into Trebek's hotel room and stole cash and a bracelet his mother had given him. Stashing near the ice machine, the 71-year-old star at that time then pursued her on foot snapping his Achilles tendon in the process. Oh. Um, so eight hours later, you know, he had that little accident. But yeah, I remember that. He was, he he was gonna her. get that bracelet back. I don't know. He hot hot that pursuit, bracelet. Daddy. He mean. said, Lucinda, you better come back around here. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't just no he ain't just no host. He's an action host. It's a too. principle. Right. He is there. So kudos <laughs> to him for 80 years ago for being 80 years and being in the industry this long and being a force to reckon with. Definitely. Being a force to reckon with. What is an ass kicking, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> for $650, that's how much the bracelet was. <laughs> right. Uh, now, or $650 in cash. Okay. So for those of you that have watched Love and Hip Hop, y'all watch this old crazy thing. Y'all always hearing Fernando say we're going to get an OnlyFans. Well, we didn't move fast enough <laughs> because Erica Mena and Safari Samuels from Love and Hip Hop already beat us to the, to the punch, and they already have an OnlyFans page. So I'm kind of confused that if you're a celebrity, why do you need an OnlyFans page? To get paid in a pandemic. Hey, come on through with the world. Attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, 
That's a slam dunk. I didn't expect that to come from Darren. I thought Fernando was going to give us a good answer on that. Darren went right on in for the kill, baby. He knocked that out the park. Because COVID. Yeah. We, but y'all know if y'all watch um, Darren's Instagram page, honey, you will see some things. You will see some things. He got Should I start an OnlyFans? He got some wigs <laughs> and stuff for you. They do oh, yeah. shows. Like, people pay to see me in different wigs because I need some new ones. So people are paying. Oh, well, there's a niche. There are niches. And with these two people here, like, um, you know, it's it's like you know you you are you are talking about people who make their bones off of the of of the of, of the need and the adoration of complete and other strangers, like you know like that like that you know and you're and that's their resource uh, you know the resource to keep their viability of them since itself, like you know that like it's Ooh. like like it's like why in the hell would you do an OnlyFans if you got this so much popularity off of the off of the show that you had like, keeping your clothes on, so now you have the resort of uh, taking your clothes off. And you do, and you think that like you deserve to be paid a high quality amount of money as you, if you were doing this professionally, which you're not. Like hey. it's like it's like a fucking insult to uh, the professionals who actually do it for, for, uh, for real money. What is Darren doing, Jesus? <laughs> oh, they in the pool. They doing it in the pool. Like I would, I would I, I, watch some celebrities hey. talk. I'm like. Oh, oh, my is he is not for us. He is giving. <laughs> oh shit! That's the same Let me go get my two dollar bills. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I like two dollar bills. Right. I collect two dollar bills. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We don't got a. We don't got a nip. A nip slip, and we. Uh, how many minutes in? Eight, ten minutes in. Nipples, nipples is out. <laughs> right. He is gonna get us. That's look. That's how we do it, doctor. I, I how we do it. I'm, yeah, no sex work is real work, y'all. And it, sex it's work real, is real work. work. But here's real the work. thing. So according to their thingy, um, you can get an eye-grabbing copy at least. And so there is some nudity and some tongue kissing for the low, low price of fifty dollars. Man, they know what we want to see. If we're not getting shot for that long, we do not need to be there. We we don't need it. Nobody need but, nobody need nobody needs the remix of the Kim Kardashian video. His shalong has already been out. They've already exposed that. We saw that for free. So what but we don't care. care. Oh, his shillong is a lot. People care. Well, can, well, I, can, I, can guess, can, I guess can. you need to pay to see the shillong work. Baby, if you... Like, Thank if you. you that's, that's what I mean. Look, baby, look, to be quite honest with you, if you got it like that, there is shillong all over the goddamn planet. There is one every oh. 10 minutes. Not every You know, walking down a damn it. street. Well, you know, one that's true. Every that's nothing true. more than to break your back. That's true, and it really and, is true. And and we're not we're not paying fifty dollars for an OnlyFans for any. No, anyone. you can we're get it for the low low price of a Uber of a Uber ride. The low low price. <laughs> shit, that shit's twenty dollars one way in San Francisco. What you talking about? That's fifty dollars. You might well just stay COVID free, get that OnlyFans. Look at that schlong. <laughs> like. You can do that for free on an app. Every app got a video button. Just press it and say, yeah, you can FaceTime. Oh, man. Talk about silver light 
and silver lining in the pandemic is all the free video connections in the whole apps. What a delight. <laughs> what a blessing. Well, if you want the little fifty dollars, fifty dollars, y'all going on over to uh, OnlyFans, which is a London-based company. They are not a part of the United States, so you are not supporting the United States. You are sending your coins out of the country, out of the United States, and Darren can get you a OnlyFans right here, and he can give you all of that. So y'all, y'all, y'all can <laughs> follow him. He'll give you OnlyFans right here for the low, low price of what twenty-two, twenty-two fifty. Like, it, look, again, if I'm going to watch your OnlyFans, I want to see some shit that porn stars wouldn't even do. Well, they can't do all that. Cause Fernando, like Fernando said he wanted to see you at Alex Trebek's uh, horse barn. Like, no, uh, I don't, don't want to see that. No, 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 no. no. He wants uh, you. In the form for, of a question plan. Bitch, I want to see. Fernando you. said push the limits. Like, I want to like, see your videotape. Uh, I want to see your videotape of you, of, of you giving extras in the champagne room. Like, I want to <laughs> see, see some shit that, that some, some shit I can't get a porn star to fucking do. I need you to like, work like a porn star work, bitch. Go do some stuff that's, that, 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 that's worth some money. Well, like, like, I need a show. That's like, that's like asking a drag, like, that's like a drag queen standing up and saying, Pay me, give me some money for standing here. No, bitch, work. You better, you better death drop, somersault, backflip. I need to see you work. I don't care. I don't care if you're a fucking celebrity. I like this. I can out fuck you for fifty dollars. For fifty dollars. I usually see them advertising five dollar Tuesdays, so I don't know where they got fifty dollars from. Right, because I thought OnlyFans was cheaper than that. Like, like, no, the rate is set. The like, you can set your own rates. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can set. That's so. That's that's how they measure self esteem. But also, like, OnlyFans was kicking off sex workers, like, a moment ago. Did y'all see that, too? Yeah. I mean, there's some really... Um, so, like, it, it's, it's in popularity here. because... But I thought it was a sex worker site. Like, it was in... It, it, that's... Yeah. It's pretty much, they like... They probably it, didn't advertise it that way. Between Twitter and uh, OnlyFans, that's I mean that's the that's that's the network now. That's like the new that's like a new Craigslist. Because that's the um. No, I mean, it, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably because Backpage and all those other things went away. OnlyFans became became the way to be a, be a be a cam girl. What's know? that other one that went away that everybody was on? That was like the, it was before Instagram, and it was similar to Instagram, and everybody had, and it was just oh. Tumblr. Tumblr. Oh, yeah, so yeah they exactly. dropped they dropped porn and that they ruined porn their, and ruined their about Tumblr. Tumblr is about as popular as MySpace. Right, but, <laughs> but they were big wow. for they big porn. That's what they, Tumblr, were, they were huge for free porn bombs. They was. They were the Twitter. They were the Twitter of their time. And then when they and then when they uh, and then when they uh, they eighty six pornography people people uh, stopped flooding Twitter. And that's what and OnlyFans just came out, and that just became a match made in heaven. Because so most people, most people, most people on a Pornhub, most people have Pornhub accounts. Who owned only? Who owned only Tumblr? We need to invite them on the show and feel and ask them what who happened. Owned, Did you make all a right, bad all decision? All right, all all right, who owned it? Because we need to we need to bring them on. We should have uncle, a with them. Your your um, your Jesus sandal is showing. 
<laughs> I can't. The yeah, Jesus sandal is showing. What the hell is it? Like, we all so OnlyFans came to be. Uh, OnlyFans got super popular because Beyonce told us we can all start OnlyFans. She told us to go and do it. Okay, so you really left. You lost me there. I, I'm sorry. I, I I don't get what you're saying. I don't. Uh, just, that went over my head. You boo, boo, but boo, yeah, boo. like yeah, like like when when Tumblr left, it, it might just kind of flood flood out uh, flood out to, uh, to Twitter because Twitter doesn't like Twitter. You can do anything on damn near Twitter. Hell, if you could, do, if Donald Trump could do it, you could do anything. You know what? I never Twitter. put those two together, but yes, yeah, you could do anything on Twitter, and only and only fans, only fans, like every porn star that you yeah, lusted right. for. You know, the porn stars really made it really popular, especially the porn stars who were in retirement. Like they were able to put like, you know, some uh, some of their season like their like their seasonal stuff on there. That's how it like got like got low key real popular. You know, and, and the thing is those it's like a lot of those performers because I mean I I know like some of the porn stars that I've talked to that that went into retirement, they'll do like special events. Well since COVID, I mean their special events is kinda gone and it kind of flooded too. But before then they would start. They start doing like this. It was like a, a like a, a cheaper way to do special event parties. Oh, where everybody could just pay their way on camera. He don't want to come on the show. I thought he went belly up, but he ain't went belly up because he made two hundred million. He worth yeah, two hundred million. million. I thought we was gonna get him on here and tell us what what you don't do. <laughs> well, what you don't do is David is, Carp, is, David is, is, is knock your face down. That's like David that's Carp. like the like. Like like a, a case study for that, like the weekend when his uh, when his uh, when when his uh, marketing team and his record label told him it wasn't a good time to release his album. He was more connected to his fans than they, than they were, and he released the album and actually did better than they ever projected. They th they were like, oh, we didn't know, and that was the first time that uh, that, uh, that record label actually meant, uh, uh, came out and said they were wrong. Well, you could be wrong about this. Like, his mama, like, baby, like tumbling, you you tumbled. You lost well, your I money. I thought it would be nice to have him on the show, but he's worth too much damn money, so we'd have to. Like you should, you should have, you should, you should have, you should have, you should have monetized that that, that that stuff like Amazon would have. Amazon would have had Amazon porn. Y'all <laughs> was damn porn. They would have. Like they knew where they money at. Like, do you not? Like, do you know right now? Even in this, like this, in this time period, even with the COVID, like. Uh, por I mean, uh, porn sales are, 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 are at, uh, at, at, a, at an all-time high. Still, not as much as it was when we're the recession bored. in 97, but... Because we're bored inside the house. Yeah, bored but in the I'm house. So in the house, bored. <laughs> I'm bored in the motherfucker in the house, bored. And I'm bored but in the motherfucker But it makes total sense the to me that these reality TV um, stars would get on OnlyFans because most actors... And let alone reality stars are really just a paycheck away from being broke. So what else are they going to do but try and right. try and get on uh, only? And their their their, their money is there is to be. These guys brought up COVID, and I hadn't even considered it. <laughs> okay. Like their money, like their money is to be seen. Cycle, and you know, like you and you, like you know this, like you know, it's you know, the, a lot of celebrities like they need like like there's a little bit of a, a lot of narcissism. Like they need to be seen. They need to be known that they were seen, acknowledged in some way. So like, like if they're not getting enough attention, they go ape shit and they gotta do something. 
So for those of you at home, if you need some coins, this is your time to start your own plan. <laughs> but you're going to have to do a little bit more if you want people's coins. You're going to have to flip over the dining room table. You're going to have to do some shit. Baby, you can make it into a legitimate small business. You like, could have like probably said, got I mean, a PPP loan like, for your only thing. You, like your next video, I need you to dev, I need you to dev drop on the dick. I need you to land on the dick in a split. And we're moving. All right, let's move forward. We're moving. <laughs> we're, we're moving. moving. So, that work. Uh, 2020 has been one of these interesting <laughs> years as we have journeyed into this year. So much has already happened and we just barely made it into summer. Just barely made it into summer. So, what has been the most shocking thing to happen in the public this year in the news to you guys, everybody, ladies, guys. What do y'all think? Darren? Darren? Come on now. Um, death dropping okay. on the dick would probably be <laughs> the most Moments ago was the most shocking 2020. Moments I'm still ago. shocked. I'm just sitting here shocked about that imagery. <laughs> oh, I don't know. 2020 has just been kicking ass since day one and hasn't stopped. I, I think it's it's completely. Even though even though we're black, um, it, it may surprise us that it still shocks us that racism is out here the way that it's showing up. That we are still being murdered. Um, that we're still being fired. That we're still being discriminated against in 2020. Um, but what shocked me more is because of this time where we have COVID-19, a pandemic, in culmination with police brutality and murders of black and brown bodies coming together to kind of move forward with, I think, some shocking changes, um, both in companies and in our nation and in our communities. So I'm, I'm hopeful that that will continue. I do see some of it simmering down where we have to, at the very least, we need to go beyond it but November is coming and the devil is still in the White House and we want to change the name of the White House and we're never going to be able to change it with this evil dum dum. So <laughs> death drop on a dick. <laughs> what the hell? Death drop on a dick. And then both. <laughs> the hashtag well, death drop I'll, on I'll, a dick. Staring in that. Uh, I'll second Darren in that it, racism is not shocking, but what is shocking are the people who are making sense about racism. Like Taylor, when Taylor Swift makes a, a really poignant statement and calls out Donald Trump, like this is new times of the whiteness and white allies that are like, huh, maybe I should have said something a long time ago. Wow. And then, sure. That's right. Taylor Swift death dropped on a dick. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Y'all gonna ride that one tonight. Y'all gonna ride that one. I said, you got friends. You got dancers and hairstylists, is what she said. Fernando, what's your, what's your 2020 shocking event? So far, because you know the year's not over. So there, you know, somebody, somebody may say, hold my beer real quick. And oh, you. And up to Annie one more time. But, you know, I don't think there's anything that I've seen, you know, more shocking than to see black and brown bodies be, uh, be dismissed and 
uh, be um, held with such low regard as to think that you have permission to lay your hands on another individual because of how they show up in the world. And that's what's the most shocking thing to witness that, you know, that you, that another person of another color, because of their color, give, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, gave themselves self-permission, like in their head, they mentally gave themselves permission to participate in the, uh, in the, uh, in the, ability, the ability to cause harm to another individual that just happened to be of color. And you gave you and 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 even the, and then watching online how people have reacted to it, even people that I you know in my you know in my own circles like my old high school friends and whatnot, I've I shared a couple of that stuff offline, you know it's just um, those are shocking. But the other you know positive thing about the shocking things I've seen is like you know uh, like uh, like has already been said you know what you see in white people involved in this and they're shocked at it. But I think we talked about this on the earlier on the earlier show where, you know, I think that, you know, I'm only speculating when I say this, is like I think that you know that white people are tired of making apologies for their their uh, their their, uh, their their parents and grandparents' past behaviors or their their passed on blind biases. And I think that even like I think that's what shocked me the most is that like they finally realized that, that what they were what they were uh, what they failed to see is something they couldn't see or unsee at all. It was something they were living, something they were being, they were showing up as. Or when they seen something, they said nothing, so they stood for nothing. Hmm. So I think that's what shocked me the most is that I see that there's a, a, a turn in this, but I hope that turn and that, you know, that this awakening of sorts, uh, you, know, uh, you know, from the few, um, um, distills down to active change. So and so, I'm, I'm the jury's still out of how shocked I can be because real shock is like you actually do something that's of real risk to you. Now you know, like I, you know, I talked about this in my office place about my job and whatnot. I'm like, you know, you know, they they were they were very poignant about me going out there and making fighting the fight of a person of color be, uh, when it's a risk to me, but they wouldn't support me in doing uh, and actually putting out a message on my behalf when it was a risk to them. So. That's what, like, I'll be shocked when I see that change, when it, they do something when it's a risk to them, when they have something to lose. Because so far, we have done a lot at, to our loss. We have done, participated in a lot to our loss. So I'll be shocked if I see that part change. Armand? What's up? I think. I feel like the most shocking thing in 2020 to me is the fact that we are still in the fucking house. <laughs> when, when March 5th hit and they said, you gotta go, you gotta go work from home. Stay there till we tell you to come back. I was like, what? For real? Like, I, I was like, okay, we're going to be up in the house. We ain't got to go on this. We ain't got to deal with traffic. You know, I, I, I thought it was going to be a smooth, like, two, three weeks at the most. And then we was back to, you know, back back to the shop, you know, and just, you know, looking for our weekends and our trips and everything. I thought it was just going to be cool. It has not been cool. I'm sure y'all see that. And we all should be shocked that it is not cool right now. 
I'm very, 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 very shocked that we are still in the house. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm having to make a haircut work for a month. We're still in the house. <laughs> this haircut is a month old today. Oh my. Uh, we're still in the house, y'all. I'm shocked. I hope y'all happy. Put on a fucking mask. <laughs> we still in the house. Lamont? Y'all hear me. Lamont, we still in the house. We are, but I think, I mean, for me, the, the shocking, the most shocking thing I think that happened is the killing of Breonna Taylor and there is still no justice for her. I mean, that right there, to the yeah. fact that you could be in your own house and they can just come in, shoot you, and then get away with it. I mean, I'm like... Don't you wish you learn a job I, like I, that? I, I'm like, I'm still like bumfounded over that. And I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my house right now and I can just, cannot imagine somebody just busting They could just the kick door in the door. And shoot. The damn door. And say, oops. Right. And, and, just, and just learn on the job while getting paid. Right. Don't you wish you could learn on the job like that? Like, oop, my bad, I killed somebody. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, that, that's the most shocking thing for me right now. And, she was and, laid, and she, of, she just laid up in the house with her boot? Yeah. Yes, and they thought it was a burglary, which wouldn't we all. So he <laughs> got his gun and was about to roll up himself. Yeah. But... Um, we're still trying to seek justice for that, and only one of them. Um, but only one of them is under what? What happens to like? Let's just say investigation. No, they're not fired. One, one was one is on uh, administrative leave. Paid administrative investigation. Paid And the Paid. other two are still. They're not work. They're not working in the field, but they're still working at the police they're department. The as far as in something, some capacity. Are oh, they on desk duty? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I guess it would be desk oh, duty or whatever, but it's in in, other, in some form of capacity. But what I'm saying is that neither one, neither of them, <laughs> all three, I can't believe they haven't been charged. It's it's crazy. I'm like, can uh uh believe it's crazy. And, and and if and if we're if we're not mistaken, if we're not mistaken, isn't it a brother that is holding up the charges? Yes, he's the attorney yeah. general, I believe, uh -huh. for the state. And yeah. he's like, I will not be swayed by celebrities because if Beyonce the power of Beyonce's letters and Rihanna don't do it, well. He just won't be moved. He too busy getting married to the white woman. Yeah, and you know, and uh, some, oh. some kind of a state, as a state, as a state of, like that kind of behavior is a state of mind and becomes from a mass amount of miseducation or just what you willing to go up the south with to actually belong to something and, and you end up standing for shit. So that's basically what you got going on right there. I wanted to every one of the white women in that picture with him tell him to uh, bring charges against uh, the police officers that killed no, that woman. No, no. Well, and why did it? Why didn't they? Why didn't oh you tell God, them? Oh my God, this picture tastes amazing. I'm so glad you invited us. 
Why? Why did they tell him? Because it's of no importance to a white lady, uh, to some white lady, to, uh, to tell him about about a black person's experience. Yeah. Because she, because her her life her life automatically mattered when she woke up. Yeah, white lady, if you were in that picture with 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 homeboy for that um that engagement okay. party, if you were in that picture, it, we 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 are trying to understand when are you gonna like text him and be like, hey, you should really bring charges against those police officers. But, you know, like I, like one of the, one of the things that depict is like, you know, there's a, a long running history of what white women have, have wagered with, with men to be able to, uh, to be able to get what they have right now, to be able to be in those environments and be invited to the damn party. They wagered their voice to actually mean something sometimes. Mm. So there's like, instead of saying something, they say nothing because if you say something, then you ain't in the party no more. Bye. Because, like you know, it's that that unspoken thing. You know, you've seen and not heard, and white women have been very, been very familiar with that with the men that that they have that have trained them to do such. So when, so when, so I'm 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 just saying, you're not going to get them on on your side anytime soon, unless you get that home chick that we saw in the video where she took her shoes off to that that white lady that was in her face calling on your racist. She said, "You know what? I'm gonna, time, she told her. I'm gonna take these earrings off because because I'm gonna whip her ass." And she whipped that bitch's ass. And I wish there was a more white ladies like her. I need to meet that white lady. That's the white lady I want on my team. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> going back to going back to 2020 as a year of first and a raging dumpster fire. Yeah. But it, uh, but white allies who really want to do the work have a lot of options and i don't know if any listen to your show terrence but uh like i used to work for the ywca we have a whole anti-racism program it's in the mission statement uh and there, we used to do a program in the one in st louis called witnessing whiteness where white allies can get trained and yes white ladies have incredible power if they learn how to um actually wield it but unfortunately, the white people who really think that Black lives matter tend to stay quiet in their family pictures and their functions where they actually wield the most power. We know that people change their minds when they can understand the impact on people that they love and know, not like a nebulous march of some um, Black people out there. Uh, and it's unfortunate that, yes, this attorney general's wife is not talking to him because she probably doesn't value Black lives. So for me, little old me, the thing that, that shocked me that part. for 2020, and it was like, it's like a flashback to me. Um, Kobe Bryant and a helicopter crash. And just listening to the story of them talking about how foggy it was. And all I see is going all the way back to Aaliyah. Mm. And you were warned that the plane was it, was, it was too much luggage. And you still went against, Lord help us, the motorcycle, Jesus. The, uh, <laughs> Lord help us, Jesus. You still went against what the pilot was saying because there was too much luggage. And in L.A. County, in L.A. where Kobe was, 
the highway patrol had shut down. They were not flying. And you still decided that you wanted to fly. And I am confused that when someone tells you something, sometimes you just need to listen. And I just don't, I, I, I don't get it. So that took me all the way back. And it, 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 I was really, I was really hurt with Aaliyah. And I got really hurt with him again, because sometimes if we just listen to things, I know every, everybody has a time in a designated place and it's their time to go. But I just feel like had you listened, maybe you would have not been, well, I don't know how to say that. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a very controversial stance. It's a, it is. It is. It's very it, controversial. It is. Yeah. We all. I think the passing of Kobe Bryant needs to be held with nuance. Um, definitely, as someone who works with a lot of sexual assault victims, I know like his death holds a very. Um, is also charged in a different way. And I know that simultaneously we can, I think, celebrate his philanthropy and maybe what a great father he was at the same time that we can talk about the collective grief that it holds in all of these communities, like the WNBA, the NBA community, Black communities, and that he, in fact, did it because he, he, um, he admitted to it. I think that Kobe's legacy is going to be interesting to uh, continue to unpack in 10 years if we can hold that kind of nuance. Oh, I mean, and it, 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 it really was extremely shocking. And I just, I, I'm praying, 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 praying that it also opens up people's eyes because it, it, it just, I don't know, it's like I say, Aaliyah was told, he was told, but the issue of where they were going was more pressing that I'm not going to listen to what the professionals are saying. And sometimes you have to listen to the professionals. Sometimes you just gotta listen. And for me, if it was that foggy, my happy tail is on the ground, I'm driving. I get there when I get there. And if you tell me that the plane had to, first off, I wasn't getting on no crop duster in the first place with Aaliyah. I'm not getting on no crop duster. When you tell me the plane is too heavy because of the luggage, I ain't getting on. So bloop de bloop, I'll be on here. Wait till they send a 747 to come get my little happy tail off of here. I'm going to be right here on this island. A whole 747? Bro. Maybe send a 747. Yeah, it's like, like it's a lot. Because a crop duster, uh, 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 <laughs> yes, podcast uh, is an audio medium. Give us sounds. <laughs> sounds like you can get in a pencil plane. A pencil plane is like you know, it's like a four, like four to six seater in there. Uh, 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 seven four seven seven six seven. Like, you know, those are more likely to crash, baby. The, the, the smallest thing I'm flying on is that what's that? The uh, the little Airbus three nineteens. And those feel like a damn roller coaster ride as you get on it. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. So like y'all know. I don't know. That was just for me. It just You need an air yacht. It just took me. I need yacht. Put me on the yacht. I'll ride on the, the air yacht. Okay. 
get me on the yacht and I will ride back and we'll be all good. I'll lay in my bed and we ride on some water. I'll see some dolphins and some whales and all that stuff. And I'll sip my uh, wine and we'll make it. We will make it. I promise you we will make it. So, um, and tonight I wanted us to talk about, because y'all know in the current situation, everybody knows that everything is talking about Kanye West right now. Everywhere we look, Kanye West, Kanye West, Kanye West. And we all know that Kanye West suffers with, he is bipolar. So he has some mental issues. And his mental issues are different from everybody because everybody suffers with bipolarism different ways. We know the, act, the actress Jennifer Lewis has had it and she's dealt with it for over 17 years. And she takes her meds on a regular basis. And she just recently, she talked about how the man that was claimed he owned the gym or whatever, he swindled some money from her. So, and she said that was a part of something basically like she. Oh, I wish you could remember his name. He had a funny name. Yeah, he had a funny name, but look, we don't want to highlight him. We don't, we don't want, we don't want. He ain't nobody. Yeah, right. He ain't, he, he's a thief. He ain't nobody. He stole. Well, he's he's not anyone. Yeah, for sure. But that name was funny as hell. Oh, yeah. It was a funny, stupid ass name. He had a weird name. And so there are so many different levels of being bipolar and how you deal with it is separate and how you deal with it is up to you. But right now, Kanye has said that he's running to be the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. He got on at his rally and said that Harriet Tubman <laughs> did not free the slaves. She just took them somewhere else so that they go go work for other white people. I, I'm just, I'm like, did you run out of your meds? Because that right there was just too much for me to handle. And then y'all know that he has gone on this Twitter rant about what's happening with him and the Kardashians and He's talking about his kids would never be on Playboy. There's so many things. You just can't keep up with what this, what, and I don't want to call him a fool. I don't want to call him a fool. I don't want to call him a fool because he really does have a mental health issue. And so I asked my sister to come on because this is, this is where she's at. And she can give just a little insight and, maybe help you guys understand what bipolarism is really is and give us a breakdown on that. And then the fellows will give y'all, they'll give their thoughts about what is just this whole Kanye thing. And should we have his butt committed? Should we just all go get him and we have him committed, take him off that farm in Wyoming and just get the straight jackets and we all pounce on him? I don't know. Quandra. Uh, well, certainly, um, I'm here to help, big brother. I so the the uh, term we use is bipolar disorder, and I'm I think that it's coming into more of an awareness because uh, commercials are making it popular and all. But uh, I, you'll hear people say things like it's 
it's a different kind of depression. It's important to remember that bipolar disorder is not depression. It's its own mood disorder, which is, uh, that is characterized by a swing between mania and depression. And some people have a type of bipolar disorder that where you don't go full manic, and it's called hypomania, uh, where in hypomania, people may still function a little easier, but they are not totally incoherent or they don't um, have some of the full blown features. They might be impulsive in both. Um, people who suffer from mania may have grandiosity. Um, that is that they think very highly of themselves uh, in, when it goes very far towards. Wait a minute, you said grandia. It could be something grand. like, I want hey, grandiosity. All right. Grandiosity. Oh thinking God. very highly of yourselves, like I can do anything that I Wait, I'm by that I'm, I think I'm, I'm a princess. I really do. And you know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not diagnosis. here. And I want to be really, I'm going to be really careful to say so that I don't stake my license on this. It is very unethical for any therapist to diagnose someone by a tweet or a Twitter rant or by TV. Uh, it's good that I think Kanye West and Kim Kardashian have spoken that he spoken to it, say that he really has been at least diagnosed with bipolar disorder. But here's some here's some other nuances. So the um, mania doesn't have to last as long as depression. Like a lot of people spend more time in depression and bipolar disorder than they will mania sometimes. And also sometimes they'll do what's called rapid cycling. So you can be depressed and manic at the same time. And sometimes it'll sound more like you're really anxious. Um, but it'll have a tinge of depressive thoughts to it, like that um, nobody really likes me, oh my God, I'm a failure, and you're kind of flitting from one thing to the other. Um, the mania piece being more like you have way too much energy and it feels uncomfortable. Um, when people, some people's manic episodes can also feel really dangerous and really out of control, like they might um, overspend money, they might go and sleep with people um, impulsively and not really think through consequences of their actions. They may also go psychotic, but that's not um, with all people who have bipolar disorder. That is, they have delusions. Like we just talked about grandiosity. It could be something like you really do think you're president, not that I'm running for it, that I'm already president. Um, and so, um, and other things we could say about mania is um, you might be up for an unnatural amount of time. Uh, the body isn't made to actually stay up for like 48 hours, but in mania, you can. <laughs> mm. And suddenly you do things like get the whole house clean um, or uh, reorganize things poorly in a way that doesn't make sense to anyone but you. Uh, and and um, it really does need to be treated with medication in order to make the swings less pronounced and how people kind of keep it under control. Uh, some things that are interesting with Kanye though, and um, I, I really like Jennifer Lewis, uh, especially because she's, she has a whole memoir now that I'm still trying, it's still on my to-do list to read, but I think that she's so really done it's a so lot fun. better job. 
yes. Have you you've read it? I have. I have. It is a fun read. Oh, I haven't read it. I have everybody's grandma too. It's in my I really really want to. Yeah, it's amazing. But I, I but I've seen her interviews and I feel like she she speaks to it with a lot more nuance. Like she understands how her her how she used sex in a very particular way to cope. And it was masking, um, actually getting treatment for bipolar for a while. That is to say, um, you know, some people, when they're going into their manic upswings, they'll sleep with anyone. Well, for instance, that might be helpful if you feel like you're literally bouncing off the walls. If you're focused on having sex with someone, then you're not going to do that. <laughs> it's grounding to an extent. And it gets out all of this excess energy. So she was talking about it in terms of sex addiction, which I don't like using that term. Um, but I really appreciated her take on understanding um, how bipolar disorder was a biochemical response in her brain and something she had to treat both with medicine, but also with understanding her coping strategies. And hopefully Kanye will get there one day <laughs> before he goes on rants. Um, and then Feminista Jones, another Black woman writer I really respect, she got into it with somebody from um, Mary to Medicine. There was some sort of tweet back and forth with them, but she came out about her bipolar disorder. Uh, and she's like, why are we giving Kanye a pass and blaming it all on bipolar disorder when we could say he's just an asshole? Like, I did not denounced Harriet Tutman the last time I was in a manic episode and I think that's an important point to me that uh, in his in his mania perhaps Kanye West is really maybe just showing some of his uglier traits and they're uh -huh. just kind of rampant off the leash not necessarily that these things are in our effort to try and take away way stigma from the disorder, I think it's important to recognize that not everyone with bipolar behaves this way. Wow. So I do want to say that, that there are some other celebrities out there that also suffer with um, bipolar disorder. And they have announced it. Demi Lovato, singer, we all know her. We all know her. Fran, uh, Francis Sinatra sold more than $150 million in records and was that way. The sexy Jean-Claude Van Damme. Y'all know him from all the action movies. All the action movies. Jimi Hendrix. Rock legend. Rock legend. I didn't know this one. But Mariah Carey says that she was first diagnosed in 2001. Didn't know that. that. explains it all. Clarissa, that explains it all. <laughs> yeah, no, Nick, Nick Cannon had let that bag out. <laughs> I didn't know that's that. No, that's no big secret. Um, Russell Brand, the actor who stopped using yeah. drugs in 2002. And in 2014, he celebrated uh, 12 years of being sober. But he has been, and he also has been diagnosed with ADHD. Of course. Of course. Sting, the legendary rock star. I mean, oh. Yep, Iman talked about that in her book. 
oh, see, I didn't read her book. We need to pick up her book. Uh, Ted Turner, billionaire CEO, the founder of the Turner Broadcasting and CNN. So there are said there's several others out there, and like I say, I've for I wanted my sister to come and give y'all that that good technical stuff. She gave y'all that good technical stuff, but y'all know how we do it over here on the fellas' point of view. I don't want to call him a fool no more, but <laughs> something in me just says somebody needs to go hog tie this fool and tie his ass up somewhere and put him away and lock all the doors and throw away the damn key and stuff that meds the meds in him until he get it right. But I want to be nice and I want to be politically mm. correct. <laughs> We need him to get some help, and we need to get him some meds. Yes, let's Dan hope that Kanye gets well. <laughs> Darren, what is your thoughts? You're on mute, I'm man. on mute. I'm just talking to myself. It was really fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> happy uh, Disability Pride Month. Um, I'll just start there. It's, it's Disability Pride Month. Yeah. We need to recognize it in all shapes and colors in, in our own community. And I think it is important that... Is that a true thing before you say it? Is that something it's that's a true? Yes, it's a true thing. It's a true thing. Um, but I think the representation of Kanye West and other celebrities that you have called out um, and first getting diagnosed with bipolar disorder is huge and something to be commended when there are so many of us with brown and black bodies who are um, really denied access to adequate healthcare coverage, who don't have the opportunity or are not making the opportunity to get the diagnosis. I think that's half the battle. For, for me personally, having been with a person who I didn't know had bipolar disorder and they didn't know had bipolar disorder um, when we started dating and moved in with each other, and then it turned out, you know, I'm packing my bags and I'm by the door because I've never been talked to in this particular way. I've never had anybody try to put their hands on me. This, these are things that just did not occur in my own life. Um, but packing those bags and saying it's either I'm leaving or you're going to the doctor because there's something that is going on inside of you that is not, it's not you, it's not right. But that beginning stages of getting diagnosed and the need for um, uh, my ex, not my current, uh, but my <laughs> ex to. He <laughs> said, "Let me clear that up." <laughs> All not my current. My yes. ex to um, my ex to seek help and to feel um, safe and feel like family was a part of that was huge. His his family was really nowhere to be seen when he got diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And though I was in law school and had two jobs, um, I was there at every therapy session, every group session. Um, to be there in support of, of my then boyfriend. I didn't stay in that relationship. And, and I can't say that it's because he had bipolar disorder. It's more because of disrespect. I, I recall one time where he called me Aunt Jemima and I, I didn't know if it was a high, high mania or a low, low of depression. All I knew it was a no, no for me in my life. So for me, <laughs> I had to say no. I say, ain't nobody answer my mama, what you say? I said, I'm going to kill you. So I you in the kitchen a lot? I don't want to say because it could come back in a lawsuit. Um, but <laughs> 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 Phil said there. 
But I, I say all of this to say that it's, it's deeply personal. There are those of us who are undiagnosed. There are those of us who are diagnosed. And then there's our community of support. And, and I think each of us play an important role. Um, where I have a problem with Kanye West um, is when he calls out our historic, legendary sheroes who have literally paved the way for him to get up and make idiotic statements, um, Harriet Tubman. And yet he would marry a, cult a culture appropriator like Kim Kardashian and sit there and allow her to steal from our culture. Um, whereas he wants to steal from Harriet Tubman's legendary success and what it means for us to be descendants of that greatness. That's where I have a problem. So I, I say the story of my ex to house it in bipolar disorder, very important to get the diagnosis, very important to help yourself, very important for community to, get to, to be there and to help people survive and thrive with and living with bipolar disorder. Um, but at the same time, it is important for us not to take blatant racism um, and not to take blatant hate towards our own culture. So how we, it doesn't have to be a dichotomy. We can figure out how we work in it together. But Kanye has some deep soul searching to do that's deeply personal. I don't think a tweet, a comment from us is going to change or anybody else is going to change Kanye's outcome. I think Kanye and Kanye's doctor and Kanye's immediate family can help change his outcome. Yeah, I, you almost got me saying amen. You almost got me like amen. Fernando, um, this topic is really, really, really uh, a person to me because uh, uh, I've I've shared this on the show before. But I, before I uh, I go into that, I want to put into perspective that you know that you know there's once upon a time when you know black and brown people uh, people's all were building their neighborhoods and building education for themselves there were not you know you have to think about the the the, the, the demographic of a black and brown neighborhood where how many of them were doctors how many of them were psychologists how many of them were you know, had hold those positions, those jobs, those degrees at that point in time. So how many black and brown people had that neighborhood access, like are someone in their family who are someone they knew who would know these things? They, it was not easily accessible at a point in time. Is that true now? Not as much, but still not enough. And I say that because, you know, even in my family, as you know, as a you know, as a mixed race family, as a predominantly black person, you know, it, um, I didn't have an understanding or nor a vocabulary for how, how I showed up in the world psychologically and my understandings of things psychologically, and and that definitely was like this um, um, a pathology that was passed on to me about my understanding of life that was you know was what they knew and. I, I, I you know, later on I understood that they like in our communities we are very undernourished in this department in this area and and it's a it's a it's a huge injustice to our community that we are in a place where we don't know ourselves well enough to be able to help ourselves to be able to um, be able to find and uh, find and uh, uh, place ourselves in a better. Um, psychological, uh, you know, uh, uh, state of being where we, we health is just not, you know, something that was really accessible, nor a vocabulary that was that was uh, that was uh, that was common and 
you know, my black household. So as I got older, you know, I, you know, I didn't know that in my own life that, you know, I was suffering through bipolar, you know, bipolar, you know, episodes and ADHD episodes. And, you know, and I, you know, I, I started a company, you know, with no investors, you know, and turned a million dollars, you know, you know, at the age of 27. And, you know, and I didn't know what no looked like. And I didn't know where all this, you know, this energy and this people were just started with energy and like, oh yeah, he's just this very eccentric guy and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go with this. And didn't know about that. Didn't know what a vocabulary for. Even when I had, you know, I even, you know, dealt with my, you know, with my, uh, my sexual assaults alone and no, not knowing that even my, even my psychosis was, you know, playing a role in even that, you know, in those instances and how it dealt with it through the lens of a bipolar person. And at the time, I didn't know about this. It is, I didn't come to this realization until I met my recent ex two years ago, where he highlighted something that stopped me in my tracks. Because before him, I was single for 15 years. So I was who I was and didn't really think anything of it. And he pointed something out and it really scared me. And I'm like, I don't want to lose this man. I'm going to do something about this. And I, when someone said something, I did something. And so I went and got, got myself, myself as, uh, you know, I did seek help and I got the proper diagnosis and was on the proper medication and found uh, and, uh, and started to create a healthy vocabulary around, you know, what things I couldn't understand, I couldn't quite place them. Well, I tell people, it's like, you know, we are all, we are walking with, we are, we are walking with landmines ripping across our bodies. And we don't know at every given time that someone to push that little landmine and a little burst of whatever, and you react to everything people push on your bodies because you have, you are armed with all these little triggers that you haven't really dealt with. And it does affect you in a great way. That goes like, and when you're dealing with a, dealing with a disorder like bipolarism, it's 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 troubling. Like I think I told, like you guys may not know. Maybe if you rewind a couple episodes ago, I was going through a mania, a manic episode, a couple episodes back, and and it was recorded on an episode. I listened to it, and I was going through a manic episode. I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen it, but it had my episode which. Yeah, you know the the doc the, the good doctor here would uh, would tell you that some a lot of embedded episodes tend to last about seven days, um, seven uh, th you know three to seven days. Mine happened, you know, lasted approximately, and you know I didn't, and I was scared. I was genuinely scared because you know your reality is you know is really altered, and mine was moving at a really fast pace. It was like. My brain was going through a tornado and I was sitting in the eye of it. And that's all I could do is just see it spinning and I couldn't stop it. It was to the point where I had to lay, I laid in bed and I had to keep telling myself that I'm not going to die when I close my eyes. I had to like convince myself of that each night for seven days that when I close my eyes, it's not, it's not the end. And I could literally hear a voice in my head, like voices in my head swirling around, trying to narrate some type of sense of self. It was really troubling to me, and it, and it was and you know as and I really I I have a therapist and I have a, a psychologist that helped me create, understand like okay this is what happened and this is why it happened and I'll never talk it out and I and I imagine the people who don't have access 
these things and don't have the, uh, the, help, the help that they so greatly need, especially in our communities. I, you know, that's why I, I talked, to, you know, talked about on, on the shows like, you know, while we had a COVID, the COVID era, like barbers, hairstylists, massage therapists, sex workers should all start considering getting, getting a psychology degree. If you have had any kind of you know, a kind of moment where you've had, you uh, you have somebody devote and felt comfortable enough to divulge their personal life in such a way where you feel like that you could have helped in a greater way, like if you were a hairstylist and they just feel like they could easily talk to you or your or your personal trainer, let's maybe a good time to think about you know you know think about that. Like I I think it'd be a good idea for people to meet people where they're at because I think that you know sometimes people don't feel comfortable with this kind of situation and it's. And the thing is that, like what Christopher was talking about, like that picture of, you know, bipolarism or you know, schizophrenia. People picture, oh, the crazy house, a straitjacket. You don't get, in, get, you know, they don't, they don't lock you up, and you get, you're gonna be drooling up in your mouth, and you're not gonna be able to control, you know. So that's like, that's what I thought too. And I'm like, that's so further from the truth because, you know, it's not something to be afraid of. It's something to be understood, and it's something to, you know, mental health is part of your health. You know, if your stomach is not doing well, you you know you go see a doctor. If your leg is broken, you go see a doctor. You know, you know when your brain's not doing well, you have to see a doctor. And so, yeah. So, in the word of Kanye West, I, I I hope that he is able to find that, find that, you know, find that balance because it was so hard for me. You need the support, and and he's. I hope that he can find the support, the right support to orbit around him and gets him to a good place because there's no fucking excuse with all that money and all those resources and all those people that are sitting orbiting around him, they can't get one man, one individual together. Because I guarantee you, if his mother was still alive, she can go and get that man, that man together in one phone right. call, one woman. One so, one woman. So Miss Car so Miss uh, so Kardashian, what are you not doing as you yourself as being one woman that you can't get your one man together? Lamont. Um I, I mean I, I think you know it can be very hard. There's um and thank I want to thank you, Fernando, too, for sharing. Oops, sorry. And yeah. I think, I mean, for me, it's like Kanye is, Kanye is like, I don't know, he's like a, he's like a loaded pistol. And it, and it's really interesting um, because, I don't know, I mean, for one thing, he's definitely a genius musically. I've been in the studio with him. My a couple of my nephews sing in his group that he has, a little choir that he put together for the the gospel project and everything like that. And they've toured with him and everything like that. They invited me to come to the studio, and I sat there and I've actually sat the, sat there and I watched this man come in. I've seen him play keyboard. I've seen him play guitar. I've seen him play drums. I've seen him go inside and work the board. I've seen him do things that were just like, wow, okay. And then he opens his mouth <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, this can't be the same person. But then I, I, I always remember that uh, oftentimes that people who are like geniuses in a musical field or something like that 
always seem to be the weirdest motherfuckers in the world that you ever meet. No, and no, so that's what a real artist is. <laughs> I, I know, and it's so and so. But what's so mind-boggling to me is the fact that we keep on saying that if his mother was alive, he would be totally different. Number one, if his mother was alive, the Kardashians wouldn't even be a part of his life. <laughs> he wouldn't be on the platform that he is on because number one, that was a mother from the south side of Chicago. She didn't play no shit. So therefore, she kept him at bay all the time. And there was no way that any of this would have happened. But, you know, he's gone from saying Trump is his daddy to now hating the man. He's gone from, you know, saying that Kim Kardashian is the best thing that ever happened to him to saying now she's a cheating bitch. (laughs) He's gone from basically saying that uh, you know, he's so grateful for the platform of being able to work with Adidas and put out these shoes to the point where now he's saying that we're walking in God. God what what were they? Oh my God, what did he say the other day? Something about God's, God's sandals is what he's calling them. <laughs> it's like, and it's, and it's like, you know, it, you know it's something chemically un, unbalanced in his head. You know it's got to be something there. You know, so many people. And now, all of a sudden, his wife, I don't know if it's, I think it's more so a personal thing. Because, like I said, he said all this stuff before. And she's never really said anything. She's like, oh, it's just Kanye's way or whatever. But now, all of a sudden, she's like, okay, he's mentioned us five or six times in a derogatory way. He's called my mother out. He's called my my father, I can't say mother, father, I can say my father out. Oh. Um, as far as there's no way in hell that I'm going to let a trans. This is so funny. He said there's no way in my hell father, I'm going to let a trans you, be my vice sir, president. What happened? Go to the, go to the corner. My father? <laughs> my father, you heard me. Go, so, go to the corner. And there's, there's, but there, he said there's no way in hell, in hell, I'm going to let a transsexual be my vice president. So, he, she, this is what he said. He, she can stop asking for her to be the vice president. Oh. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he said, he said, okay, so since all this went down, he's had three visits. He's had, Dave Chappelle has gone to see him. Okay. LeBron James has gone to see him. <laughs> And just today, I think it was today. No, not today. Uh, yesterday, it was, uh, oh, God, what's the guy's name? He's Damon another rapper. Dash. Damon Dash. Who? Damon Dash. Damon, thank you. Hey. They've all gone to see him. They spent about maybe 15 minutes with him. <laughs> like, tr- tr- like Dave, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, he invited Dave Chappelle in the house. Dave Chappelle was like, I- I- I'm not going in the house or whatever. I just want to come and see you know, come talk to you or whatever, see if you all right or what have you, um, you know, but I love you, man, and I'm gone. <laughs> Look, he Kim was trying to get Dave Chappelle to write jokes for him. Kim, Kim Kardashian, uh, like, I could have one thing in three words, power of attorney. Like, you are married to the man. He can, uh, like, that's all you got to do is go, is go and, uh, and, uh, and say that he has not a sound mind and body, and you have a whole lot of proof to got to gotten power of attorney and got his butt together. Yeah, so if you couldn't, if you, because she, she, she said this like today or yesterday, 
oh, like we've been trying to get him help for a long time. Trying and doing is two different things. Because I guarantee you that mama, that mama would have had power of attorney and drug his ass straight to a doctor's office. Cut all the way in there and had several seats for it. But uh, let me, uh, Quadra, I have to ask you this question. Okay, so if all of a sudden she goes, she forces herself as far as power of attorney is concerned, and they commit him. Just say maybe a fifty-one fifty hold or what have you. Does that mean that all of his assets stop right then and there, or does she have control over that? Do you know? Uh oh. Uh oh. We froze. Well. Oh. Um. Lamont, some of what you're asking, I feel. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Oh no, I can see and hear you guys. Yeah, you we are. got you. We're we back. Uh oh. So y'all know what happens. We we on the internet, y'all. Can works. you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, the question. Okay, I heard the question. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Um. So, like, some of what you're asking is, some of what you're asking is a legal question, but I don't have total answers for with power of attorney. But I know that as a licensed clinical social worker, and um, I have what's called. Uh, sometimes we have the power to do what's called 5150. It's a medical ter term kind of code, but we can um, involuntarily hospitalize people when we think yeah. that they're a danger to themselves or they're going to pose a danger to someone else. And yeah. sometimes that unfortunately becomes the um, first step from there. Um, hospitals and um, family members can make arrangements. If somebody, for instance, was suicidal at the moment that they were in a deep depression or a deep manic episode. Um, but I think from a, from a mental health standpoint, you would have to prove that first, that they were a, a danger to themselves or someone else. Somebody um, cleaning their whole house is not gonna be rule, um, not gonna be grounds enough to involuntarily hospitalize, you know, or maybe even like seize their assets and there's definitely people who have manic swings or depressive episodes who don't need to the the they're not at a place of disability where they're not able to take care of themselves so i, I don't think that it's as simple as that necessarily but i understand the helplessness of a partner or a family member looking on and wondering what can I do before they ruin their life or or gamble away all their money or um, or go on another sex spree and or something like that. Um, and it's it's tough. It's tough decisions. None's totally easy. I, I did it with sugar. I did it long well, time when I was in college when I was I really don't I mean I don't I don't think he's gonna be able to do um, I don't think she's gonna be able to do a fifty one fifty you know, forcing the power of attorney because number one, if that was the case, he wouldn't be able to entertain guests at his home. He wouldn't be able to make a meal for LeBron James like he did at his home. So it, it's 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 like Wait, who had that proof? 
he actually he's actually playing. He's actually I think he really knows what he's doing, and he's actually playing the cards as far as this is concerned. I think he knows that. You, you know, think it's an act? No. For me to be actually, you know, at her disposal in this point, I would have to do this, this, and so. So let me do the X amount of things. He's driving cars. He's driving around. He's getting groceries. He's doing things like that. He's going to pick up his laundry and dry cleaning because this like paparazzi's on him like crazy. They're watching him like crazy. So that's schizophrenic. Yeah. Like bipolarism. Like I know, like bipolarism, especially with with, with somebody who's really good at uh, being deceptive. Yeah, like they really in tune with the deceptive act. I know that. Like even when I was going through our manic episodes. I'm like, like I'm real secret about some shit, like, cause I, I'm in more of a conversation with my what's going on in my head than I am with anybody else out there. It's like, what can I get away with? What's my reality today? Like, I'm literally creating my own reality, no matter if it's fact or fiction. It's my reality. It's a swing, right? It's, a, it's, it's high highs, it's low lows, it's everything in between. Yeah. And so I was like, this is not like, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's just. This is his, he has behaviors like this as a, like a medicated person where he's like, you know, like, you know, don't, you know, don't look at, don't look what this hand's doing and this, while I'm doing this over here kind of, kind of behavior, but not like, like this. This is definitely something that needs to be medicated or at least evaluated for medication of sorts uh, or, or whatever. If, if he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, that was, that was something that he went and got himself. Then doesn't he have medication? Doesn't he have? Well, why do we keep saying why is this? Are we just assuming he doesn't have medication and he's not on it? I know damn that well he ain't using it. So uh, I don't. I don't. I, I know from personal experience sometimes that medication has side effects that are so bad or so so annoying that you don't even want to be on it. Like I was on Latuda mm-hmm. and Latuda was causing me to have restless leg syndrome. Oh, and I, I like, I couldn't even go to bed. Like I was pacing the floors. I would pace the floors all day long until I got like, I have plantar warts all over the bottom of my feet now because, uh, because I've been pacing the floors on hardwood floors. That's why I got area rugs in here because of it. And, um, and so that didn't work. So I took myself off of it. Let me tell the doctors, I'm like, I freaking hate this. And then they put me on, um, they put me on, uh, uh, Vraylar. And Vraylar was cool for a moment. And then I started getting full body restlessness. So I was sitting down, literally my hands were dancing like this. Like I literally couldn't, you swear I was on Color Purple doing me and you were never part. Like I was sitting down and my feet would be marching. And I so, would just literally like not be able to self-govern physically. So I like, I like, I like, I like I, from my personal standpoint dealing with my bipolarness. Like sometimes you wane your own stuff of it because you hate the side effects and you won't tell nobody. And then that whole full bipolar kicks in and nobody knows the wiser. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what happened to him. He probably was having, either had some side effects or whatever happened that he got himself off the medication. But I know that's one of them. And as far as like the self committed thing, I do that's that. possible. Yeah, and like some people, they also take themselves off of medication, thinking they're okay because they feel better, and then they convince themselves, yeah, and then they convince themselves that I don't really have it or I can do without it, which then 
uh, completely uh, throws your brain chemistry out of whack because that's really what we're talking about here. All mood disorders are a brain chemical imbalance right. cool. and you're using meds to block um, some, you're doing them, you're trying to block reuptake inhibitors and rebalance it and have dopamine and serotonin and other things level out with the help of meds. Um, but uh, to the earlier question, you can go to a therapist like myself, a licensed clinical social worker who's master's level or a licensed mental health professional of another um, with another license like LMFT. And we wouldn't have necessarily the ability to prescribe meds. So we can, we can diagnose bipolar accurately and legally but uh, someone with an MD, like a psychiatrist, has to prescribe meds. And some people just elect not to go on them. They just go maybe the behavioral route, or they're not in therapy at all, or they go to a doctor and get just medication, but then they don't learn how to cope and to predict their swings and work through their depression or their, their triggers and all of those things. So, Which is why you need a team approach. You need, um, you need both therapy and meds quite often with treating bipolar disorder now um we forgot about we forgot about my comments about kanye oh lord uh <laughs> you, you don't even know my name no more you don't know. uh he I always swear. has a song <laughs> why you don't know my name chris Armand, shit, I'm just Armand Goldman. <laughs> Armand Goldman. Your sandal, your sandal is showing. No, it's Coleman. <laughs> in, in the south of France, it's Coleman. It's Coleman. Right. Um, so yeah, because you come on in, so I can wrap it up because we almost at our. Okay. It's it's, our look, it's it's short, easy breezy, lemon squeezy. I'm mm. off. I'm off it with Kanye. I'm off it. Okay. I. I I, I see. I am not a. I'm not a licensed um, therapist. I am not a licensed counselor. I am not a licensed social worker. None of that. I'm just gonna tell you what I see, or, or better yet, how I feel. And I feel I'm off it. I don't want to hear any more of it. Uh, one of us has already said that he has ample resources to dedicate. To, to to sorting himself out. I want him to do that because I used to be a fan. I'm, I am no longer. Uh, I kind of want a rebate on some of the money I gave him. Um, but I just want it off the airways. I want it to stop. That's it. Uh, we don't we don't need you as president, bro. You are already you are on record as a college dropout. Like you dig it. We don't dig it for our president to be a college dropout. We don't dig it. We already saw what what a silver spoon boy will do with our country. We don't we don't need to know what an egotistical college dropout will do with our country. We don't we don't need it. We don't need it and we can't see it. We don't see the vision, bro. Please and thank you. Yeah. And so for those of you at home. If you feel like you are having some type of issues, if you, you feel something is going on, there is a place where you can call and get help. 
There is a Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration National Hotline number that is 24 hours. It is 1-800-662-HELP, H-E-L-P, or 4357. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody, because y'all know we 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 give you comical version here, and we get, we we brought in somebody that can help y'all get a clear understanding of what bipolar is, but we give you the comical back end on it too. But if you really need to talk to somebody and there's really something going on, all serious aside, please dial the number. Please do not wait till things get so bad where you just can't take it no more and you can't deal with it. Dial the number. There are people there who will talk to you 24 hours a day and they will find somebody in your area for you to talk to. And you can go in and sit down and talk with somebody and talk about what is going on. So you can, you can do it on Facebook, like Facebook or like Facebook has uh, has uh, prevention hotlines uh, like uh, on it. Like the uh, you, like even if you have if you don't have the insurance, if you have state insurance nowadays, private practices are taking state insurance. It's all about knowing you know, searching your network, making the phone call. Look, I know the the, uh, the whole time be long as I'll get out. You know what? Put it on speakerphone, put it on mute. You uh, you ain't got nothing else to do in the house anyway. You might as well get on the phone and be on that long whole time and find out if your insurance can cover some stuff that you may not have the money for. Maybe it just took a little time to do a little research. So like this is something that is worth you making the effort for because your mental health is part of your total health. It's important. Ooh, so I definitely want to thank my sister for coming through on this wonderful show. Yay. Hey, hey, sis, thank you for coming. You, are you all are so fun. It's been a pleasure. Look, yes, you got to remember, sister. You got to remember. Get that head. Get that bread. <laughs> what? Then we all in this song. Death drop on the dick. Death <laughs> drop on the dick. <laughs> on the dick. So y'all, words to live by. Look, so subscribe it to some of your patients. Subscribe. <laughs> Death drop on the dick. Death drop on the dick. Have an amazing weekend, and we will see you guys on next week. Wash your hands, social distance, do all of that good stuff. Write us, inbox us, like, comment, share. Y'all know all the good stuff. We are out. We love you for listening. Bye. Check our OnlyFans. Bye.